It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Top Chef for Hop Up. I am Haley Strong. I am here with my... I wanted to make some sort of pun of, like, besties and Wellingtons, but I just don't think that's going to work out for me, so I'm just going to introduce you people. Uh, Latanya, hello. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, hi. Like, my Bellingtons, but that doesn't make any sense. My Bestingtons. Best- Bestingtons. Yeah, that, I think that would probably be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, my other Bestington, Kurt Clark. Hey, I'm doing Swellington. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, oh. Another episode of Top Chef. They do. Yes. Yes. And I just, I just want to say, I love Wellingtons. So I was really all about this episode. <laughs> I genuinely don't think I've ever tried a Wellington of any mm-hmm. sort, which is a shock because I, I love um, a nice meat. I like when it's wrapped in things. I love it. <laughs> I know I Kurt. There was no way for me to. Say, there was just no way for me to say it. You like contained meat. <laughs> I yeah, I do. It's safer for everyone that way. If the meat is just contained, I it's normally in a pastry. Yeah, if it's if it's actually like crispy and not soggy, you know, um, then that sounds fantastic. I love a puff pastry, and uh, you know, uh, nice meat inside, fantastic. If it's well cooked or cooked at all, yeah. I will I will save my further Wellington commentary uh, for the elimination challenge. But I just wanted to preview. That emotion of joy. Uh, under underreported, Kurt Clark yes. loves a Wellington. Yeah, it really is <laughs> underreported. I didn't know anything underreported in quite a while. Um, <laughs> I don't even think we've reported anything in quite a while. That's we, true. We, we report stuff all the time. Yeah, I know, but I feel like we haven't done it in the format that we used to a lot, which was like saying Kurt, like <laughs> reported, <laughs> reported. <laughs> Kurt Clark loves blackberries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. I did have a couple of great, well, blackberry cocktails over the weekend, but we can, uh, we'll, we'll save that for the end. <laughs> Quick fire challenge. Create a dish featuring a steamed element with a shared single gallon of water. Uh, and this was hosted by um, a dishwashing liquid company, which is <laughs> called Finish. Am I making that up? No, you're not. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> I was concerned when I saw the dishwasher. Yes. They were, were going to do something. It. Yeah. I was like, what in the cutthroat kitchen bullshit yep. is this? Um, yep. It's still, I okay. I don't know if I'm getting dumber in my old age, which is very possible. Or it, Top Chef has not done like the super, super job explaining the challenges this season because I was like, the challenge started and I was like, I'm not sure if I grasp this. Like, yeah. I thought they all had to, sh- like, they said you can only use 
this pot of water. I thought they could only use that pot. Like I thought all six people had to literally like, share one single pot and they are all steaming their stuff. Like I just was in the big hot pot of yeah. uh, no, a big melting pot of dishes. That would have been, been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to take things like a little too literally sometimes. So when they say like you are sharing a single pot of water, I'm like, yeah, all are using the same pot. That seems that's weird. Necessary. I thought it was going to be like one yeah. of those terrible TikToks that you see with some bro who cooks his meat and the, by using a dishwasher. Oh, I don't have that on my TikTok feed. I have perfectly curated my TikTok to be frog content, like knitted frogs. Ooh. I have Taylor Swift concert highlights. I have like pasta making and have, like dinner party hosting that's it i have nothing else i have no men on my feed somehow 80 percent of my videos are turtles eating food i do that sounds great too <laughs> yeah like like little turtle head eating a big strawberry it's just adorable yeah, yeah i don't I, have tiktok i just see what they put on twitter okay yeah so, so that's the problem yeah yeah it's filtered through other people yeah no you need the you need your own tiktok so it like gets to know what you like and what i like is all soft core things like just softness soft wow you know what <laughs> wow i need to i don't know how you managed to do that twice already <laughs> less than five minutes Wow. Uh, it was a, you, it was a hol- it's a holiday Monday, okay? I uh-huh. guess I guess we're just letting loose and having fun. If you leave a, a half eaten apple out overnight, I guess it becomes a soft core. I don't know. Is that sure. where you're going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I also thought they were going to have to cook like and you're gonna have to steam using the dishwasher. It's like it was easy yeah. to understand this challenge if you ignored the sponsorship. But also, yeah, they had to share, they could only use a gallon of water amongst them they didn't have to actually use the pot <laughs> yeah and right. then it just didn't seem to be like that hard of a challenge like they no. all seem to be like all right that sounds reasonable to me like i don't know yeah it, yeah, it seemed fine <laughs> in the end no one really had a problem except the people that i guess didn't steam something did, did and i love tom I want to preface that, but was am I making this up, or was, like when Sarah's like, okay, we've got you know quite a bit of water left over because everybody took their two cups, and then we, did Tom say, yeah, I'm gonna need the rest of it? Like, am I just am I is this like a Mandela effect? Am I just making this no? Up I feel like I heard one? something like, no, we're all good, like whatever. Yeah, okay. I do Sorry, love. Tom. I do love that Sarah took control and was like, everybody is getting a pint cup of water. Yes. Enjoy, have a nice time. Yes, yeah, she's, she's yeah. I'm the water mom. I don't I honestly don't blame her because you can't trust people to actually Tom. yeah Tom will use all of the Tom water just take the pot yeah I I am that it's like somebody need like somebody needed to have some sort of organizing principle and I'm I am completely in sync with Sarah here because I'm the sort of person who will be like okay this is how we this is how we're going to do it and and it's weird that I'm I'm usually pretty stand back like like the fact like me taking notes on all the dishes each episode like it's just something I'm going to do because it needs to get done and that's how Sarah was with the water it's just like 
it's just, I'm just going to state it and everybody will be, it helps everybody out. You heard, uh, yeah, you are the herder of the cats, me and Latanya. <laughs> yes. And when you're gone on vacation, we... I'm still the one that reminds you that we're podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch the episode for this. Don't forget. True like, fact. Oh, yeah. uh, I was late to the podcast because I was finishing the second half of Last Chance Kitchen. Oh, that was that was great of you. Once Kurt said it was two parts, I said, "Ooh, that sounds like a Kurt problem, not a Haley problem." No, that was a Kurt recognizing that Haley. <laughs> that was here. Kurt knowing what Haley is like. Yeah. Yes, I was like, okay, they're not going to go because because I it wasn't I didn't know if they were going to show the second part at the beginning of the next episode. It, uh, so I watched it and then immediately went into like, okay, this is how they're doing it. I was like. I, I actually apologize for not even letting you guys know sooner, but I figured by telling you this, that at least one of you would not watch either of them, knowing that it was two parts. <laughs> Which I, is was, someone I was happy. I was strong. happy for the, for the uh, knowledge that I needed to leave time to watch them. So okay. your texts really served both of us. Well, okay. We're a true team. Unlike so. some people. We can work in groups. We will get to that. Um, Gabri made a sole and mussel um, michiote with adobo and lime pickled onions. He was on the top with this dish. Buddha made a seafood hot pot with a black vinegar and schwazing sauce. Sarah made a five spice steamed cabbage with tofu puree and steamed scallops. Ali made steamed sea bass and banana leaves with bell pepper, chili and ginger sauce. Tom made a scallop mousse with chorizo and chorizo oil. Amar made a steamed and pan fried pork dumplings with beet tweel. First, by the way, when I was taking notes in these dishes, I thought it said beef tweel. I'm like, that's interesting. How does, <laughs> how does, how does one make a beef tweel? I'm glad, I'm glad you got it because when I heard him say like, and a something twill. I was like, I do not know the words you said, so I'm just gonna wait until Kurt writes it down for me to figure it out. I, I thought about doing some of these like schwazing uh, phonetically for you, also. But that would have been nice. Um, uh, but it's okay. I made it. I made it through ish. Um, Gabriel looked incredible. I, I was sounded so good. I was a little worried for him when um, one of the judges, like either Padma or Andrew, said something of like what's that sour no like i was yeah. worried that that was gonna overpower it but it didn't yeah um good episode for Gabri. <laughs> really good one <laughs> he was just out there living his best life and he's adorable when he does that so yeah. i was very happy to see him smiley the whole episode uh i'll go ahead i'll go ahead this, <laughs> say, and also buddha's dish made me realize it's been a long time since i've been to like a hot pot restaurant um, I don't know if you have you guys ever been to one where it's no, but it's it's you know I'm sure you've been to like a um, like a Mongolian barbecue where you like put all the the fixings into a bowl and they grill it up on the grill for you or maybe you haven't. Um, I have not, uh, but I've cooked meat on a hot stone before. Okay, this is like um, this is basically like communal soup where you like you pick the broth. <laughs> oh. It's, it's, this is, it's, it's almost like what Haley thought the challenge was going to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, I uh, I would love to try hot pot. The thing is, I feel like that's something where it wouldn't be w worth it for just me and Ethan to go. Like we'd need to go 
with a group. And sometimes it's hard to convince people to try something they've never tried before like that. I've, I've been to places where you, you can do a decent two person hot pot. Okay. Um, mm. But yeah, it's basically, I think there's, there's like, there's like the heated broth on one side, but then the other side, you're kind of cooking the, whether it's like the lamb meatballs or the cab, it's like you're cooking, you, you order a bunch of stuff that you would want to make in the soup and you kind of then you've got the broth, you've got the stuff for the soup that's boiling sometimes in a different thing and you just mix them together. And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of make your own soup. Can I ask a dumb question? Sure. Do you like drink the broth after? Like, can you consume yeah. the broth? Yeah. Cool. I wasn't sure if it was just like a, a dip in the broth. It just goes away. Nope. Buddha sounded really delicious. Yes. I would like to try it. Um, I was also... Yeah. I was also into the idea of Ali's too. His looked, his sounded really delicious. Yeah, yeah it, he was kind of. I was like, oh, and they, I was like waiting for them to also announce that he was in the top. Me too. <laughs> yeah, and Buddha, and then like Ali was like, okay. They always he, leave a middle because uh, they did that last week. Because I noticed that Victoire was just like not mentioned. It could. It could also be that like Ali's wasn't one of their favorites. I mean, he wasn't yeah. in the bottom, but. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. But, but uh, yeah. Um, Sarah, girl, that looked boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could make that. <laughs> the, like, wow. The, the description just, the, 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 the texture that my brain makes my mouth imagine when I read that description is not fun. It seems a lot. It seems like soft on soft on soft. Yeah. And I like that Sarah was able to kind of um, take her mistake in stride. Like uh, the guest judge was like, you didn't have to do Asian. And it seemed like you just did. And she's like, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Thank you very much. Yeah, she she was like, this is like the first the first dish she made where she didn't feel like she was injecting part of her into it, Um, which might be part of the, and I I didn't know which way that was going to go. I was going to be like, Oh, and you know what? And it still turned out amazing. And and I think in this case, it just was the, I think the lesson was more like, make sure you cook true to yourself. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I love cabbage, but like, honestly, only when it's cooked in a very specific way. Um, I don't uh, otherwise like I have to be prepared for what the cabbage is going to be like or else my tummy is not happy mm. but yeah the spices the spice part sounds great the tofu puree not so much I am I like cabbage in like coleslaw once we get to cooked preparations of cabbage I'm not always the most fond of it mm. I like I like coleslaw I don't like sauerkraut I like kimchi it sounds like one of those puzzles. Like Kurt likes, <laughs> he doesn't like bananas. Does Kurt like cars? Yeah, you know one of those. Yeah. And your little SAT exam test. Yes, yes. yes. Cabbage is it's to sauerkraut as pickles for <laughs> wait. Um, Tom, baby boy, I can't imagine anything less appetizing than blending up seafood and trying to reform it. In a <laughs> talk about texture soft on soft yeah like scallop and chorizo sounds 
really good. Right. But scallop mousse and chorizo, I'm a little no, no. Yeah, it's the mousse for me. It yeah. just it, it looked like weird too, you know. Um, so I can imagine the consistency issues that must have been there. Yeah, it still reminds me. I don't know if you've seen Monty Python's "The Meaning of Life," where there's the the scene towards the end. It's a bunch of the the a bunch of like short, almost like skits or scenes. And there's one where uh, Death comes in to a dinner party and claims everybody, and they're like, "It was the salmon." Moose. And I can't think of scalloped moose without thinking of salmon moose. So. Yeah. There you go, Tom. Sorry. The scalloped moose. Uh, and Mark had some issues here, too. He, yeah. he was like, I I blew some steam out of it. And then I fried it because that's yeah, what I really yeah. wanted to do. And they're like, hmm, wasn't the challenge. Thank you, though. It was beautiful. His it was. Dish was absolutely gorgeous, yeah. just not for that, excuse me, that challenge. I I mean, I see his, like, when he when he voiced, like, they didn't say you couldn't do things other to it, other than steam it. Like, that's true. This could be amazing. But it turns out, like, it's, and I, I don't, it seemed like the, the intent was to, it's like, you know, like, make, you know, make the strawberry the star of the dish, or, you know, whatever. Uh, here was like make the steamed element the star of the dish seemed to be what it was, but they said like you didn't need. Tell me if, if it seemed like if he hadn't pan fried it, it may he may have gone better for him. But mm. Buddha, but Buddha's on a Buddha win. Buddha's on a roll. Buddha's doing great. Yes, there was the like I think he even he even said like you do, you know he just got off of his last. He went like from season 19 to season 20 mm-hmm. do 36 challenges in a row you're bound to trip at some point and sarah's like it's just get making sure you get back up on your feet i was like great point he's, yeah he's- i i appreciated that he took him being in the bottom so well especially mm-hmm. because earlier on in the season um when he was in the bottom he didn't take it as well i thought this was like very much like you know what you cannot win them all. Like, I'm just happy I'm here. And like, I live to fight another day. Yeah. But it sounds really good. I, I want to try hot pot now. For sure. Let's let's do some hot pot. Let's go right now. Bye, everybody. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back from Hot Pot. (laughs) (laughs) 
And now we're going to talk about the elimination challenge. We had a sponsor that was like a hot pot place. (laughs) It would be hard to get all of them. I guess we'll have to all meet in Michigan. Yes. Because that is. is. I don't know. I don't know where there's hot pot. I'm just saying it's a central location. That we should use to meet each other. Well, let's not let's not get too far. I'm just kidding. (laughs) kidding. Kurt and I have that actually. (laughs) I can't remember if it's been many times or a few times. I think it's just been a couple times. (laughs) The first time Kurt and I could have met, we didn't. (laughs) We friends like one single week after the Survivor Blood versus Water one finale party <laughs> and then you messaged me being like were you there and i was like yeah and you're like oh sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh memories Aww. um elimination Memory. challenge in- yeah latonya <laughs> we we adopted you late in life but that's yeah okay. it's okay i i just appreciate being picked from the orphanage at all <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, elimination challenge. In teams of two, create three different Wellingtons. Seafood, meat, and dessert. I did not know that you can make a non-beef Wellington. I mean, I can see, like, logically, like, if you can make a beef Wellington, you can make a seafood Wellington. Okay, I get that. And then I, and I don't think I would have naturally gone to dessert Wellington, but I'm like, okay, yeah, let's let's see what these look like. I would I would have loved loved to have been uh, a, like a guest at this one. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, this oh. would have been so much fun because yeah. it's not even. So what I was expecting was just they like bring the loaf out to the judges and just serve the loaf. Like when they cut individual pieces, I was like, oh. Oh, then when they had like a side and like sauces and stuff, I was like, oh, we fancy, huh? Because I was genuinely like, I they were just going to put the loaf on the table and be like, peace. And like the judges were going to have to cut it to themselves. <laughs> I don't know what. I, You know what? It was a long weekend here. I think I am just like mush city because like my brain was not computing anything while watching I, this. I think when I've only had beef welling tin three times once was like like sometime like around 2008 and i don't remember it well i just remember getting it but uh last summer i don't know a couple years ago uh i was in vegas and in the cosmopolitan there is a kind of uh a, a british inspired restaurant called beauty in essex that i had i want to say it might even been part of like a a like three course fixed price menu mm. uh, uh, and I had the beef Wellington there and it was, I think if I remember correctly, it wasn't like the whole like banana bread sized loaf of, uh, <laughs> although that would have been amazing. I don't know why <laughs> I just thought it was going to be a loaf. But you, that, that's a, that's a standard size, right? Banana bread loaf. Yeah. Like that's about yeah. Um, I want to say it was maybe, uh, a, a third of that size, but it was still something that you would, like cut uh, into okay all right I, I like can't, I can't remember if I like cut it like I can't remember how I ate it. I think I might have like just kind of carved it and ate a chunk, carved it and ate a chunk versus yeah. slicing it and eating a slice. But um, and then I I I went to Gordon Ram the Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen restaurant in Vegas mm. last year. Um, my friend got the beef Wellington. That's like 
all he wanted to do was get the people. And he wanted the bartender to call him certain names that Gordon Ramsay often says on the show. Uh, but the bartender refused probably correctly. That um, feels fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, he wanted the full Gordon Ramsay experience. I said, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did I, you know that Buddha worked at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant? I I picked up on that. I said, that it's the friend I was hanging out with uh, this week past weekend in August, or August, Austin. Um, and uh, I had to watch the episode there and I let him know because that, oh, by the way, that contestant there worked at Gordon Ramsay uh, uh, with uh, uh, the judge. Uh, Wait, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she not this week, but yeah, she was yeah, yeah, previous week. Claire, I think it was. Um, anyway, so yeah, Wellingtons, all about them. Wanted to eat them all. Nom nom nom. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's start with the with uh, the seafoods. Um, Sarah and Amar made a tuna and seafood Wellington with asparagus puree and sauce American. Allie and Tom made a salmon Wellington with leek, duck cells, charred leeks, and cauliflower puree. And Gabri and Boudette made a salmon Wellington with shrimp pate, beurre blanc, and salmon caviar and robochon potato puree. That just looked amazing. It like did. The, the salmon caviar and the... And also, I didn't, what I didn't know about the Wellingtons uh, that I learned from this episode is that there's that... just like there's a crepe? <laughs> well, just like you know that the like I knew that a uh, a scotch egg. I always thought of a scotch egg previously as like a is an egg that's coated in crumbled pork. But I forgot that there was like a you know another layer in there. We're getting but I didn't realize that there's this layer of like pate and mushrooms uh, that the duck cells that are mm. kind of wrapped around the beef before the puff pastry is is put on there. So I thought that that was really a. Uh, uh, so I learned something. See that I did know, I mean, just because it like helps you know create a little bit of a barrier. Well, it makes sense. Moisture it, like moisture barrier. What it, when Tom was saying like, okay, like I'll make the crepe for this one. I was like, okay, so they're just wrapping in a, a crepe and no like puff pastry, and they're like, we're putting a puff pastry on top. I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then like, uh, uh, Sarah and Tom were like, or oh my god, Sarah and. Oh my god, I'm Amar. I'm I'm losing it. Sarah and Amara were like, okay, let's put a crepe on it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so this is just a thing we do in Wellingtons. We just like crepe them up, crepe it, crepe it up, crepe it and call it, crepe it up, um, crepe it up. Watch these, it all fall out. These all. I, what I do you know, know what sauce American is? You guys are Americans. Do you know what the sauce of your country is? Uh, but it's not spelled like we would spell it, so I don't think it's a uh, yeah. Well, it's like the uh, it's a recipe for classic French cookery containing chopped onions, tomatoes, white wine, brandy, salt, cayenne pepper, butter, and fish stock. It's just things they assumed Americans would like, I guess. Yeah. Let's see. Um, brandy? Really? Um, you more of a Monica it- fan? <laughs> 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 the sauce is mine. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Oh, Lucy, Idaho. We're never doing better than that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just, just going to head out now. By the way, just to show how white I am, we used to, the first thing that went through my, my head when he's like, You're not a Monica fan? Was Friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, there wasn't so like. I said, like, no, Phoebe's sister was Ursula. That yeah, I was like, oh I was like, who's Brandy on Friends? And I was like, wait, I know. I honestly, when I made that joke, I was like, you're not on the right podcast for that one. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I got, got it. it. I was so I happy. I was so happy when the two of you got it. Oh, it was really happy. It was a fast second thought. Oh gosh. <laughs> yep. Gosh, we we yeah, we got there eventually. Delayed laughter. Uh, <laughs> when Tom brought out the xanthan gum, I said, "Baby boy, don't do that." And then yeah. we stopped them cut. Why do why do people keep using that? Like unless the recipe you know, strictly calls for it. Why are you using xanthan gum? Like, unless yeah. you have to make something stick to something else. I've never, okay. I've never heard it used in this competition. And the judges go, that was like gummy. Like, I've never, yeah. I've, there's never been an instance. Sorry, there just hasn't been. And I, I do love those moments on Top Chef where at the judges table, uh, a question is asked, the answer is given, and all the judges go, Oh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Like, and that was like the zamp. That was like xanthan gum of the of the, uh, for this episode. Um, mm. Like, I think there was that last that last chance kitchen challenge where like it was texture based. Like, you have to make something crunchy. Um, like, you have to make something gummy. Then you can use your xanthan gum, right? But um, other than that, stay away. Like, what are you doing? It's not Nessa, and no <laughs> one likes it. Nessa. <laughs> The meat course. Sarah and Amar made harissa rabbit lamb wellington with date and garlic black puree. Ali and Tom made beef wellington with onion puree, roasted carrots, and red wine jus. And Gabri and Buddha made dry aged beef wellington with truffle demi glace, pickled beetroot, and foie gras. Um, Sarah and Amar, they had some raw lamb. Yeah. This was they- tough. And this was when I was like, okay, I think that's. Uh, I think that the kitchen's closed for these two here. Exactly. Yeah, there was no coming back from that. D- despite you know trying to be, uh, uh, you know, some of the comments around some of the desserts. Like, there was, mm-hmm. there was, yeah. Well, and like I see their point. Like they knew it was a possibility, and they said like the tricky thing about a Wellington is that you can't check on it partway through yeah. unless you're like right. Buddha and you use like the cake thermometer. Then you I can, think. Like, I think that's what Buddha or um, Amar was trying to do too. Because he kind of like held it to his tongue and was like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, 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 when they sliced it, like, let's sauce this up. (laughs) I, I, but the moment that happens, like, uh, they're, they're, I was pretty sure their pay was so. But the interesting thing was, like, it's just that your lamb was raw. The flavors were amazing. Yeah, it was the um, best seasoned raw lamb that anyone has ever had, apparently. La- uh, lamb carpaccio. Um, <laughs> Do not sign me up for that. Yikes. <laughs> for that. Um, no. No, it's a tar, really. The um, dry-aged beef wellington truffle, like the Buddha and Gabri oh. dish, oh my gosh, did that look so good. It did. And you know what? It's funny because I feel like Ali and Tom kind of got knocked a little bit for having an under seasoned dish. Yes. But I think okay. I honestly I think maybe it wasn't under seasoned. It just seemed like that in comparison to Gabriel oh. Buddha's. Yeah. yeah I, there's there's a um, 
There's a there's a lot lot of Vegas food coming up this one. There's a, one of my Vegas, favorite Vegas. One of my favorite burgers in Vegas is like a uh, Kobe beef burger, but it has like truffles and foie gras on it, and it's like decadent and amazing. I have a headache from the richness already. Can I tell you about the burger I had in Vegas one time? Sure. It was from the burgers. It was from the Wendy's in the airport. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. I love a Wendy's burger. I've never been to Vegas. I've been outside the airport. And I tried to use one of the slot machines in the airport, but I couldn't make it work, so I gave up. If you can believe that coming from me. Were you there on layover or were you? Yes, I was there on a layover. Yeah. I have have some friends who will try to get layovers in Vegas because the state they're either coming from, the states they're coming from and going to don't allow sportsbook betting online. But Vegas, you can. So they'll get the the layover in Vegas just to do some sportsbook betting. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Um. Yeah, you know what? I, like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like all three of those dishes I wouldn't just like shotgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the like, I, I love that all of the pastry looked, you know, like the pastry component. None of it looked soggy. None of it looked like it was too dry. It was like perfectly cooked. Yeah, yeah it's well, all gorgeous. Yeah, the, like we will talk about the, was it the filo dough? But mm-hmm. but th- that, there was really no complaints about sogginess or uh, the, the 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 pastry element, the, any of the uh, Wellingtons. That uh, was a great commercial for whatever pastry brand they used because they all got the same brand of pastry from Whole Foods. Maybe a store brand. Well, good for them, I guess. Dessert, and I was very excited about dessert. And I was you not let down. Excited. It's 8.48 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time, Latanya. Uh-huh. I'm in bed by From here on in, you should have got a script. Uh, Do it alive. <laughs> a script? Do you think I've ever had a script? I stopped taking notes, I'd say, three weeks into podcasting. I was referencing rent. It's okay. You think I know the lines from rent? I How only do you know not the know the lyrics to rent? I know, like this. I know some of the songs. Some of them. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Oh my gosh. I. Okay. It's too sad. It's too sad. It's That's too fair. sad. I would just cry. I would just cry. I've seen. I've seen it. <laughs> I. I sing a couple of songs. I. I put "Take Me or Leave Me" on the uh-huh. Google Home at once every two weeks. Sing it to the cat. He <laughs> loves it. <laughs> But I'm not going to those sad songs like when they all die. Like I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going there. I can, I can sing La Vie Bohème. <laughs> I can't wait till we harmonize that after the podcast. It's going to be great. Yes, that's for our very special patron. Okay, patrons, <laughs> patrons. Those are the twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> They're called patrons. <laughs> right. uh, Sarah and Amara made apple pie tres leches wellington with apple puree and spice caramel and glaze. Ali and Tom made apple wellington with chestnut duck cells, apple butter sauce, and orange blossom vanilla sauce. And Gabri and Buddha made peach melba wellington with almond frangipan, str- raspberry sorbet, and tonka bean creme anglaise. Um, 
I love apple pie. So I was really excited about these. I would say that Sarah and Amarth looking at it, not really my thing. The, like we kind of mentioned, the phyllo looked a little soft. And Whoa. I think it was the, <laughs> and I think the creme anglaise. They tried to like bead it or something bead like with a d not a t and it just like looked a little unsettling like i made butter a few weeks ago and i thought i would keep the leftover buttermilk and make biscuits with it i am lazy and i never did that so that buttermilk has just been sitting in my fridge since i made butter um and today I eventually had to pour it out because I'm getting tired of looking at it in the fridge. And what came out of the jar looked very similar to what was on this dessert. So I think that's why I was so <laughs> Um, Listen, I freaking love peaches. Mm. Love them mm-hmm. so much. So a peach Melba Wellington with like raspberry sorbet sounds like, like ooh. oh my gosh. It sounds like one of the best things to happen to any human that consumes it. I also wow. have to say when they said uh, chestnut Dexels for the Apple Wellington by Ellie and Tom, I think I genuinely went, ooh, like out loud. I don't blame you. Honestly. I I I, I, I would have really loved to think the, the the raspberry and peach combination on Gabrian Buddhas as well. I'm I'm not a I had to look up the difference between Frangipan and Marzipan because I know I'm not a huge Marzipan person. I guess uh, Marzipan's they're both almond, but Frangipan's more like a spreadable custard, and Marzipan's more like uh, almost like, like, a, a, like, like, a, like fondant. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the listeners can't see me do this like a sheet covering <laughs> actually I don't even know if you guys understood what I was doing nope <laughs> all of these sounded delicious I, did. I love a dessert yeah they all dessert. looked really good too yes. so I kept thinking taco bean I kept thinking wonka beans like charlie <laughs> taco factory um, so you thought the tonka bean was like gonna come in on like a little truck I, th- I thought that after the judges ate, the Oompa Loompas were going to come out and like sing about what they just ate. But yeah, um, oh, they didn't want to kill the judges. They didn't want to kill the judges. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, those kids are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no blueberries there, here, my friends. There, there is a, a complete departure. Not that this this is a podcast is full of tangents. There's an Australian. Or, no, that's uh, called Frangipan. Yeah, there, there's tangent a, pans. There is an Australian <laughs> podcast that basically treats uh, the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory story like a true crime podcast. Oh wow! What happened, what happened in that Chocolate Factory? <laughs> Five little kids went in. Um, Anyway, it was good. Anyways, back to the desserts in the, the Wellington. I want all the desserts. I'm not. I'm. There's no point in like sitting around and and you know beating around the bush. I want all the desserts. And if the chefs could just deliver them to me, I will happily send you my PO box, and you could just you know shoot them on over. You know? I would, and not the biggest fish fan, but I would try all the seafood ones as well. Treat it like breast milk. Send it through the mail. 
that's in relation to the desserts, not the fish. <laughs> I think the fish we can leave. <laughs> that, yeah, I'll take the um, preserved fish challenge in the mail, though. That should stay. So well, we had a smoked fish challenge a couple. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'll you can you can just take Latanya's address on that one, uh, <laughs> Chef Dastins. Please call me for all other inquiries. Anyway, judges table. Uh, Gabri and Buddha win. Congrats on Gabri's first win of the season. And we see we see Sarah tomorrow go home here, which is sad. But really I. Sad. This, I, this season's sexist. I'm sorry. Okay, like we have no women left. There are no women left at all. No, this it, season like, straight up said we hate women. Yeah, <laughs> but so, honestly, I'm. This sounds terrible. I wasn't. But, I wasn't willing to lose Allie here. <laughs> I didn't want to lose Ali, but I was so concerned by the team dynamic of Tom and Ali alone. That I, I know that that doesn't come across in the food or anything, but it kind of does come across in the food that they didn't communicate well with each other. Yeah, and I think we're just so used to the lovely chemistry of Amar and Ali that it just like with Tom, it just felt a little off. It felt off, but also it it felt like Amar and Sarah are such substantial chefs. Like I don't know how to. I mean, I know Ali's been at the top a lot. But right. You you thought Tom was going to kind of bring that team down. Yeah, I was surprised that they sent a whole team home. I thought that they were going to send like into people like like I thought it would be one person from each of the bottom teams. Uh, I gotcha. I like we haven't like dipped into the draft lately, but like I had like three people left. I think Latanya has two and Haley had one. Um, but I had like one person on each team. So I knew I was going to be losing <laughs> someone. In anyway, um, and Sarah was on my team, and uh, like when we get to last chance, last chance kitchen, uh, I will be pulling for her. But spoiler, yeah, I got uh, I I still go- doing pretty well. I got Buddha and Ali on my team. Ali's on my team, people. Let's just take a second to acknowledge that. I think Haley has just a Mar- Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, Haley. <laughs> Amara's not. Wait, but who was? But who was? Like, yeah, we're, we'll get to it. But Charbel was on whose team? Yeah, but didn't whoever? Didn't somebody pick the last chance kitchen person? That was Dale, though. When Dale Dale returned. Yeah, uh, but doesn't it count for both? I thought it counted for any. Oh, it was first last chance kitchen return. Okay. Was, so, uh, um, if Charbel comes back, you get him back on your team. Great, love that for me. Um, let's talk, talk about Last Chance Kitchen. Let's talk about Last Chance Kitchen. Yeah, so uh, Sarah and Amar had to face off against Charbel, and the challenge was uh, oh, yeah, so they, um, you know, Beef Wellington's famous, you know, British dish. And so they said, you know what, we're gonna, you're gonna have to make another famous British dish, the meat pie. So you have to make a meat pie with two proteins, and it has to be hand-ground or chopped. You can't use some sort of processor. Like, you, you can't use, like, some sort of electronic. Electric meat. You, you, yeah, you, you have to chop it or hand-grind any of the proteins that you want to put in there. Um, 
some scenes of Charbel trying to figure out the uh, the hand crank uh, grinder. Um, but uh, yeah, this is I was happy. I I love me a meat pie. I think every time I go to London, like there's this one pub, uh, the I think it's called the Hung Drawn Quarter. They have like a flight of meat pies. They little like they're about like it was yay big for those of you who are watching the ten thousand dollar feed. Um, but you know, the meat pies I'd say are probably about like four inches in diameter. Um, and you get you get three of them, and you get beer pairings. There's a at Borough Market. There's a meat pie place called Pie Minister, uh, which is amazing. <laughs> they have like a Stilton and steak pie, so like a like a blue cheese and steak hand pie. Oh, I love me some hand pies. Um, born to hand pie, baby. That's me. Uh, <laughs> wow, you have really been taking that show you're watching seriously. Oh, Rising the Big Ladies. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am like three episodes behind on it. So, um, uh, so Charbel, his two proteins were beef and lobster. So he made a beef and lobster pie with beef jus. Uh, Sarah yeah. going back to her southern roots, and she's like, you know what? She she kind of learned from the you know the welling or the uh, quick fire of kind of leaning into what she knows. So she made she used kielbasa and shrimp to make a gumbo pot pie, which just sounded Sounds so good and looked amazing. Yeah, and then Amar uh, used uh, shrimp and duck hearts, and he made a shrimp and duck heart pot pie. Um, and how do you feel about offals? Um, I don't actively seek them out. That's the best way to describe it. Wow, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep, uh, I will it, try like sweet yeah. breads and um, and other organ meats, um, if uh, they are ordered for the table. Mm-hmm. I will not be the person ordering them for the table, exactly. Me either. Um, I've like I've gone to I was lucky enough to go to uh, uh, this 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 city in northern China for work many years ago, and we closed out the 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 clients we were visiting at a big dinner, and they just kind of ordered everything. Uh, and so there's I did not know what anything was, and I did not ask until after I ate it. And um, several things were kind of uh, were the like sweet meats and the uh, awful and. Um, or awful, whatever. Oh, if they they weren't awful, but they were awful. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I would not actively seek it out. Yeah, when he said duck hearts, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure." Um, but yeah, it ended up um, with uh, Sarah winning, and, and it was revealed that this was a two-part challenge. Even though it wasn't ex- 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 uh, explicitly spelled out at the beginning, unless I missed it, it might have been. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't until I think they started announcing. They said that the, the sec- they were announcing the kind of the, the placements here um, that Sarah won and she was advancing the second round. And they were announcing. I thought that maybe it was a possibility that it was. We've seen it before where they've had to like cook against the remaining chefs and to even like make their way back in at all. We mm-hmm. talked a little bit about that uh, previous weeks. Um, but now Charbel uh, also advances. And so we say goodbye to Amar and Sarah and Charbel advance to part two of the Last Chance Kitchen uh, uh, finale, where they had to make three dishes in an hour. 
their first dish, they had to kind of look back at their time on Top Chef and to and try to fix their worst dish. Uh, the second dish they had to make was they had to put their spin on the best thing that they ate all season. And the third thing they do is like basic it's a dish that shows what they learned while in what they've learned while they were in the UK. And because they have so much to do, mm. they got to pick from the eliminated chefs that are part of the peanut gallery. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So they got to pick two sous chefs. So uh, Sarah picked, <coughs> excuse me, Nicole and Celia, Charbel picked Dale and Amar. I'm surprised he did not pick Amar first, given their, how tight they are. Um, but uh, yeah, teams of three. I felt very sad, very bad for Victoire. I know. Kind of her by herself. But I was like, then Tom like says, I'm going to you know bring in, a, you know, you could bring in somebody else to bring in an additional judge for this. I'm like, make it Victoire, make it to Victoire. But then Gail Simmons comes out of the back and she's like, yeah. oh, hey, it's good to see everybody. And then, <clears throat> and then he looks over at Victoire and says, uh, it doesn't seem right to just have you sit there. So how would you like to help judge this competition? And I felt so happy for her. Oh, you saw her, yeah. Her face just lit up and she was like, uh, she said something along the lines of, oh, I just want to say, pack your knives and go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so she got to kind of try the, the dishes along with the judges. The time it looked like I, you, I cut you off. I think you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was just saying that I felt really bad for Victoire as well. Like, that was, I, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a huge fan of that happening, but really glad that um, Tom decided to step in. And, like, Victoire, that that means so much to her because I I remember from her time in Last Chance Kitchen, the only thing she wanted to do was show Tom that she was a good chef with her dish. And she accomplished that, and she was so happy and like basically said that that's what she wanted to accomplish in that part of the competition. So I think that overall, she's probably like happy to be out and done with the stress of it, but it, it does suck to not get picked by your peers. Yeah. It's, it's one thing to be picked last, but to be not be picked and not get to participate at all. Yeah. It would have been worse, but, but then she kind of got like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Like, I don't know if I would have rather been like helping. You know, I would rather. I would rather judge every time. Yes. Are you joking? I don't I want someone holding me accountable that. for. Oh shit! My chair just broke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just like unplugged it. You know how you like. I don't know, I I, oh my god! Steps. I wish that this was. <laughs> this was being broadcast for real. Oh. Uh. Oh, We're all good. I am not on the floor. I think I was just the like the thing that like keeps me from leaning back, like the post, like it came out and so I like fell back, but we're good. I was never I was never in danger. Your audience. <laughs> you guys are like secretly like I would have loved to see Haley fall. That would have been so good. No, it wouldn't have. I don't know which my first, my first emotion would have been laughter, and then is she okay, or, <laughs> or the other way around? I, I don't. I, we both know what it would have. Been. I don't actively root for Schadenfreude, you know. <laughs> but do you embrace it when it arrives? <laughs> <laughs> Reluctantly. Reluctantly. Uh, so, like Sarah, Sarah, yeah, Sarah acknowledged that she picked Nicole because you know, go back to the mise en place challenge. Nicole's just fast. Yeah. And you need like, in a, you only have an hour. She needed someone fast. And Celia, she's like, she said, I don't know anybody who makes better sauces than Celia. And we're mm. going to need some, something along those lines. So, and then, they, but when, when it came to kind of going back and forth on the draws, that's why 
when uh, Charbel picked Dale first, I think he just like, you know, he's a, he's he's learned a lot from Dale. Dale's Dale's beat him previously in challenges up until Last Chance Kitchen, uh, and so I think that was more. Uh, I, th- I think he, I think he also knew that he was going to end up with the Mars, so he didn't have to pick a Mar. I think he knew that that Sarah wouldn't pick a Mar, so like why waste that as the first pick? Sure. But, mm. um, so dish wise. Uh, Sarah, for fixing her worst dish, I think she said, I'm trying to remember, I believe she's, this was like her first elimination challenge was a cabbage dish. Um, I thought it was the steam cabbage. What was it the steam cabbage? I know that the cabbage was steamed. Um, actually, we have it all here. Elimination. Uh, yeah, no, she was fine on the, uh, on the elimination challenge. Oh, okay. For, for the, I mean, like, I was wrong. Uh, so, but yes, oh. so it, was, it, was, it was definitely a, uh, but yeah, you're right, it was steamed cabbage. Um, she wanted to make it a little bit crispier, so she secured and burnt cabbage, and she had Celia make a, a bacon jus with apples. So um, apparently, like throughout this competition, Sarah, throughout this challenge, Sarah would just talk, was just in the confessionals, was like, this is amazing. Uh, it's like very confident, the confessionals. Uh, Charbel's dish that he fixed, I believe that this was his first quick fire challenge and he i think he mentioned like this was something that uh gail and tom never got a chance to try yeah his quick fire was mushrooms he was grilled mackerel with zucchini and a sauce vierge um he he used mushrooms radishes tomatoes vinegar zucchini um and they had to make this is one where they had to combine pantry ingredients and work in teams of two to make a dish that featured local seafood um well i didn't know that's what a sauce vierge was that I love those ingredients. Well, those were the ingredients that he and I uh, believe it was Don. Yeah. He and Don had each picked uh, five ingredients and they had to make a dish that combined them in some regard. Oh no. Um, I literally said something out loud that I meant to say in my head. I Googled oh. what a saucepierge was. Oh, <laughs> Looked at I the was wondering. I was like, <laughs> did I look away and like, wasn't paying attention and like, <laughs> Kurt said it, and I was like looking at the document, being like, "It's not written here anywhere. No. Like, what is happening?" And he was like, "What did I what like? Is- what did I black out?" No, okay, I, cool. I totally meant to say that in my head. That's the French amazing. sauce made from diced tomatoes, olive oil, fresh herbs, and lemon juice. Sign me up. That sounds good. It sounds a little, uh, uh, a, like a little, a less green chimichurri. Yeah, kinda. Um. In turn, so yeah, so so Charbel made a salmon with mushroom and zucchini, very straightforward. Um, for putting a spin on the best thing they've ever tasted, Charbel went to his, uh, I think it was first episode, but that one uh, layered onion that had like the the you remember that we had like the puree mm-hmm. in between the layers of the onion. Yep. So he went up to for that he made roasted onion with pomegranate molasses puree, chicken jus, and chicken skin. A couple things about that. Um, so Charbel's favorite thing that he ever that he ate all season was something he made. Um, Love that. Love, Love the it. confidence. I know. Yeah, uh, I, I felt a little bit like he's like this is the thing that was best received. Um, but you know, I think Gail even said that like, you know you know very um, audacious, not necessarily a bad way, to try to improve something that we thought was amazing already, and uh, at some of the commentary that was made. It's like they felt it was a little bit more out of balance than the original dish was. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas Sarah's been the best thing she ate. I think she's, she said that, you know, when she first arrived in London, she, and I love this. I love this, this kind of peek behind the curtain. She's like, she was just out in London by herself and she had fish yeah. and chips. She never had fish and chips before, like authentic. And she was just blown away by it. And so that was, so she decided to make a dish inspired by that. So she made elevated fish and chips, cod wrapped in prosciutto, pea puree and potato croquette. I was a little bit concerned because if you remember the, update a British classic challenge, the team that had fish and chips, uh, they didn't lose, but it was soggy. They were in the bottom. I think it was like, uh, like Amar and either Ali or Charbel. Um, yeah, we call them the soggy bottom boys. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, they, I, I, I'm having a hard time recovering after that one. Latanya. <laughs> um, but yeah, she ended up not breading, and deep frying the fish. But, so she tried to get the crispy element in terms of the potato croquette. Um, I, I was wondering if that would be like, like maybe because that was a distinct part of the challenge, like elevate this specific classic. Maybe she had more freedom here to not necessarily make the fish and chips crispy. But Gail seemed to love it. We just received very positive reviews, her, her take mm. on fish and chips. And then in terms of, uh, you know, what you learned, uh, Sarah made a salmon with green orissa succotash. Uh, the, the, so she was talking about like exploring like the new flavors that she's kind of discovered while she was in the UK. Uh, but apparently she was looking for some like green chilies to give that harissa element a, a kick that she couldn't find any. And it, that was commented on. Uh, in the judging is the fact that this didn't, this seemed to be ma- missing that little bit of kick. And she's like, yeah, I couldn't find the, um, the, the, the ingredients in the pantry. She was looking all over for them where Charbel, he had learned uh, that he, he wants to explore more using natural sugars uh, and natural uh, kind of sweeteners uh, versus a, like pure raw sugar. Uh, so he made a date and honey compote with passion fruit and berries. Very well received. Um, and so Victoire and Gail and Tom kind of conferred. And we don't know yet whether it's Sarah or Charbel that's coming back. Um, I have a feeling the way it'll play out, uh, again, I don't watch the previews, uh, is that we'll, so people who watch the previews may already know that they bring all the chefs, you know, in, they see the two mm-hmm. finalists, blah, blah, blah. I don't even well, think they like, uh, I don't think they're doing that this time. They didn't mention that at all. Like, honestly, they didn't say anything about last chance kitchen. And okay. The they, yeah, they what? did. In our, our previews, they had, they were just all lined up in like the mm. kitchen for, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, fair, what's fair, it fair, called? Fair. Quick fire. And, and they said, they and the someone. winner of last chance kitchen is, and then they walk in. Okay. That's what I was, that's what I thought. That's what was going to be my guess. Um, uh, and then they'll probably flash back to the announcement uh, or yeah, maybe we'll know before the people in the, in the, in the kitchen, but yeah, we'll find out. I'm, I'm rooting for, uh, for Sarah. Um, and she did call out during the, uh, during confessional in last chance kitchen that, that she wants there to be a woman in the finals. Yeah. And so that's really her, her effort. And, and it was also like, she was also on the point out, it was like, you know, boys, against, boys against girls. Uh, in the in the LCK in terms of the teams that were drawn, so uh, I am rooting for Sarah. I have a feeling, like in the three rounds, uh, they had nothing but praise for her first two dishes, and there were slight dings on Charbel's first two dishes. But it was that the third dish and the lack of 
spice where that that did give her a little bit of a ding and there wasn't really anything bad said about Charbel's dish. I mean, if you count that as two to one, I can see Sarah going coming back. Um, and Sarah, I mean, love her to death. And this is actually a cop, but like Sarah's like so active on so like so much more active in her socials than on Instagram with Freight House Foods that that I, I'm just getting this vibe of like this is a this is how a winner is now you know uh, elevating their own brand on social. Uh, so hoping that that's true. Hoping mm-hmm. we see her back in the competition. It'd be nice to have a woman in the competition again. Yeah, it was nice to see her FaceTiming with Kelsey, the winner from her yeah, original that season. Was, that was oh. also that was also fun. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like Charbel's kind of been killing it. Like we have yeah. to acknowledge that. Like he he's been on a tear. He has been on a tear in LCK. Yeah, so we'll we'll find out next week that we'll have five chefs in, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll take it from there. Kurt, what did you what did you eat this week? Um. Last week, uh, since the last podcast, nothing terribly exciting during the week, but I, I was in Austin over the weekend. Um, and I went to, had some surprisingly bland food in Austin, not going to lie. Oh, uh, very oh, interesting. I know. It was like, it was, my friend and I were like, how does this only cost this much at this one restaurant? It was, it was one of those things where it was like, we need to grab a quick lunch before an escape room. And it was, so it was, it wasn't by any means, uh, 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 you know, carefully curated and chosen. Um, there were a bunch of, uh, food trucks everywhere, especially near my friend's apartment. So I did get this, uh, 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 gochujang Korean spice chicken sandwich. That was pretty damn good. Uh, got a grilled cheese, uh, with, uh, fig jam on it. That was really good. Uh, and then I went to this uh, board game cafe called uh, Vigilante Game Pub, Vigilante Game Bar, Vigilante something. Uh, if you just look at Vigilante and Game, uh, it'll pop up. And uh, Vigil- Vigilante Gaming Bar, um, really kind of cool place. Really good menu. Um, you never really leave your seat. You have a little button in front of you that if you are a Harry Potter fan, you'll get this, but it says, uh, Osseo server. Uh, and it's like summons the server to your table. Um, and there I had this really good Brussels sprout salad with, that was kind of tossed with this chili oil. It was, Ooh. it was so good. Um, and then I kind of got a patty melt that was, uh, that was pretty good. And I got a, a bourbon-based milkshake called uh, "You're You're Killing Me S'mores," <laughs> uh, and, it, and it was a yes, s'more, s'more, s'more bourbon milkshake. Um, all good stuff. And then, did it now, bring all the boys to the yard? Uh, yes, I, I, I had to charge um, the. Uh, and then today I arrived in the LA area and I had a, I, I'm staying right by downtown Disney. So I popped over there for lunch and I got this Gouda and truffle burger. Um, that was really, 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 really good. And, uh, oh, and these, I, uh, this kind of a, a garlic and scallion and ginger broccoli uh, mix that was really good, and uh, some more uh, crispy Brussels sprouts with like a sesame 
based uh, dressing on it. Anyway, so oh, lots of good stuff uh, and not enough like physical activity. So I, I need to. Like, <laughs> Latanya, what did you eat this week? So I got to go to a wonderful wedding. Uh, and there was just so much food. Like they definitely made sure that the guests were fed at this wedding. Nice. Um, so there and 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 you know, watered as well. Like there were so many bars that just kept popping up <laughs> in different places. So this wedding was at the Adler Planetarium. I don't know. I know that Chicago people will know um, where that is, but it, it is our planetarium and it is on the museum campus, downtown Chicago on Lakeshore Drive. So it's like on the lake. The Hopa was honestly just like, like, you know, feet away from the lakefront. And you had the entire backdrop of the city of Chicago and the weather was beautiful. So it was a gorgeous ceremony um officiated by each of their debate coaches she went to northwestern and he went to georgetown um so congratulations stephanie and andrew um and thank you for feeding us so for the hors d'oeuvres they had like this sausage jalapeno thing they had a puff pastry that was going around they had a signature signature cocktail that was um pomegranate juice blood orange and uh gin um they had uh, a lot of like mini martini uh, espresso martinis um and then of course like full open bar um several of them um all well, they're not just that, making like, sure the guests are fed they're also making sure the guests are nicely lubricated yeah because there were people coming around with drinks there was a like a bar on one level a bar on the next level and then they just kind of followed us so as we went inside for the reception they set up the like the bar like set up and like just sprung up by my table um there were three or four bars total i think in the venue there were four um in addition to like um you know photo booth and all that good stuff um, so the menu was a Thai, uh, uh, what is it called when you buffet buffet? Thank you, a Thai buffet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they started off so like we all did the line backwards. Um, oh no, no one directed us. To oh the, no, the proper way to do the line. So like everyone at the whole wedding lined up the wrong way. Um, so oh, no. we started with like these um dumplings, and then they had this mushu duck confit, which was actually really good. Um, mm. and then they had like a soup making station, so there was like a pulled pork that they had like uh all these different like little setups there. So there was a pulled pork, and then a chicken, and then tofu, and then they had like all these different uh types of noodles or rice, and then they had a ton of veggies. So you would make your your bowl and then you would go fill it up with the broth of your choice, either uh, veggie or beef broth um, out of like uh, like the coffee carafe kind of thing, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, can dispense any liquid, apparently. Um, and then there was the salad that uh, was really, really good that they had like a whole salad station. So the salad was already tossed with like this. Um, this like ginger 
gar- and garlic, like olive oily dressing. Um, and then I got like, I got shrimp and uh, green onion and such on my salad. Um, so that was really good. And then for dessert, they had, um, and there were like, there was like a whole menu. They had printed it out for us. It was like, took up the whole card, like a long card. Um, so I'm definitely not doing it justice. I, w- I thought I took a picture of the card, but I only took a picture of like the order of ceremonies card. Um, but uh, then they had for dessert, obviously wedding cake, uh, which was really good. I think it was like this praline um, and like vanilla frosting um, with like an angel food cake kind of thing. Uh, and then they had cream puffs. Um, they had like something like a chocolate, like little chocolate eclairs. They had um, all these like tiny little desserts. And then they had a coffee station, a coffee and tea station as well. So like this, I mean, they really went to work. Then after dinner was served, they served everyone uh, snacks. So in addition to the dessert snacks, there were also they were bringing around mini Chicago style hot dogs and uh, French fries. I love that. Yeah, I thought that was really a really cool and fun touch that they added. And it was a, it was like the hot dog was really good. It was so tiny. So like everybody went back for more than one. But like they definitely made sure that we were fed. And then um, I, like I can't even tell you all of the different drinks that I had. I don't know <laughs> quite how the the evening went, but I made it home. Um, okay, after going to the after party where there was flip cup, um, it was like at this place called Mother's. Um, and you know what I'm talking about? It's apparently like five minutes away from my home. Had I known where I was, I would have just walked home. (laughs) That's on that's on like division, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's on division. Um, So they have a piano bar, and that was really fun. Um, but like other, they didn't do food during that part. It's just, I just thought it was cute. I wanted to mention the beer pong, which I guess is the beer could be a food. Um, but yeah, I also like had other stuff during the week, but like the one dish that I want to shout out is from this new place I tried uh, called Via Carducci La Sorella in Chicago. Um, it's Via Carducci La Sorella and uh, it is delicious i got um uh what's it called sausage and peppers there but like in addition to the sausage and the peppers they also put in potatoes and because i too am potato girl um they were just like everything was so well roasted and like the flavors were so good oh my gosh it was delicious so yeah i ate well this week Jealous. What about you, Haley? It, it, it's been a while since we had a wedding challenge on Top Chef. It was the That's, Chris Pratt. You mom. because you shouldn't make someone have to do that on their wedding day. Like that's a terrible challenge, and it's unfair to all the contestants too. Let's it's rewind all, to our awful. comments. Let's <laughs> rewind to our comments earlier about Schadenfreude. <laughs> Fair, yeah. I don't want to see that. What? Is, what but what if instead of like it being at the wedding day, what if it's like uh you're just the, the, the judging is you're presenting it as options to the to the uh 
Sure. If it's not, yeah, sure. It can be optional food. Uh, As long as if you're relying on someone in a competitive situation to make food for like, for some people, the most important day of their life. I don't know. (laughs) I just never like that challenge. For like the bachelor and bachelorette parties. That happened. No, no, no. Top Chef Las Vegas. They had a bachelor and bachelorette party challenge. Let's do let's bring that back. (laughs) (laughs) What did you have to eat? Uh I started off the week pretty good. After um we we had had a couple weeks of uh pretty pretty heavy food. So we tried to do some pretty veg heavy uh, additions in the last few weeks. Ethan had a really good idea. Uh, we roasted a butternut squash, hollowed it out, and then um, did goat cheese, toasted walnuts, chives, and like honey drizzle, which was really delicious. I um, wasn't convinced it was going to work, to be honest with you, and it, it definitely did. So that's going to be in the rotation. Um, also, a couple of weeks ago, I got um I got an email in my inbox that I had won a contest. I had pre-ordered Anna Olson's newest cookbook. And then I saw a pre-order contest through the publisher. So I entered it and I won. And so I got Ooh. a like a French uh, patisserie set. And in that was a Madeleine pan. And I had never made Madeleines before. So I tested it out and they came out really great. Um, and I enjoyed making those. So I can't wait to explore madeleines more maybe make a couple savory ones or something like that Yum. Uh, and then it is our long weekend or just finished being our long weekend up here in canada so uh yesterday we went up to toronto for the blue jays game beforehand we went for a beer at um amsterdam brewing and if you're local to toronto you've probably heard of it you've probably been but it was our first time there and then i also realized i hadn't eaten breakfast yet like i just straight up forgot to eat breakfast ethan was like rushing me out of the house so i just forgot um so we got a pretzel there and it was genuinely the best pretzel i have ever had in my entire life Mm. it was so soft and fluffy and the sauces with it were so great um and then at the game i had a poutine and it was good I also got their new uh, OK Blue Jays rum punch. And I think the bartender um, forgot that he had started with a shot of rum and then also put another shot of rum on top. Uh, So the first couple sips were a little rough. But once I got past those, it was really good. Uh, And then we went out for dinner to a place called um, Pizzeria Liberato in downtown Toronto and we got some calamari and focaccia and a mushroom pizza and it was really mm. delicious. Oh, and tiramisu and it was a really great tiramisu. So nice. yeah, I had a pretty good I had a pretty good, you know, I've having I've been having a pretty good food year honestly. Yeah. Um but I think we all have. We have we have been indulgent. And I love that for us. Anyway, Kurt, where can people find you on the internet if they want to see your uh, recap of your Montreal escape rooms? I <laughs> uh, just wrapped up uh, posting about all 20 rooms. Uh, that is at Kurt Clark with two C's. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check me out. It can be fun. <laughs> it can be. <laughs> Latanya, what do you have going on? Um, I am, uh, podcasting, uh, over at post-show recaps, Josh Wiggler and I are talking succession versus yellow jackets, two very 
traumatic episodes of television to talk about this week. Um, for those of you all who are following along with either of those shows. Um, so I don't want to, I'm not going to ruin any of the big plot lines for them, but uh, just a wild time that we have on the versus podcast and uh, getting to the last ever episode of succession. So everything is also starting to feel very high stakes and emotional. So if you enjoy those qualities in uh, a podcaster or a podcast, then tune in to Versus. Uh, Mike Bloom and I are talking about the final season of Barry, where we honestly cannot predict what's going to happen from one moment to the next. So uh, please tune in for that one. And then Sarah Carradine and I are talking about the show Love and Death, which is completely a television show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at LK Starks. Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222 if you want to see pictures from the wedding that I went to. I've got a couple posts up. You looked great. Thank you so much. That dress felt great. Like I, I, I got I got lots of compliments. It was a nice way to spend an evening. You made that dress look good. <laughs> Aww, oh, that was so sweet. Sweet. <laughs> if you want to hear more of my voice, well, you can hear me right here on the Top Chef for Hop Up. You can just re-listen to old episodes. We wouldn't blame you for it. Um, I'm also covering we covered the finale last week of Vanderpump Rules season 10, and we will be covering um, all three parts of the reunion over on the Bravo feed for the wrap ups feed um, with Brian Cohen, Ali Lasher and TikTok Nicole. And I am thrilled to be doing that. And then honestly, we're not that far away from the bachelor coming back. And um, also Taskmaster is wrapping up in the next few weeks. So I can only guess me and Grace Leader will be coming to talk about um that so a thrill for us wonderful yeah that's it coming back that's it that's all pack up your knives and go goodbye bye bye